Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com On radio On radio More of the good stuff cliffcentral.com Jumbo Salam, bonjour, Sambanani to all of you fabulous people tuned into the Fashion Lab show right here on Cliff Central on a beautiful sunny Wednesday afternoon in Johannesburg. <laughs> my name is Lisa Gumbo Regisford with the fab- fabulous Fashion Lab team in studio. Joining us is my co-host Morwick Peterson. Good afternoon. And our in-house trend analyst Kayla Sambul. Good afternoon. Whew. So for those of you who may be tuning in for the first time, um, this is the fashion business radio show, the first fashion business radio show in Africa and beyond. So I want to say and in the world um, to go, gla- you know, to go live on air. Thanks to Cliff Central for giving us a home to uh, dissect the business behind fashion so we can grow, we can develop, we can educate and connect the African fashion industry in pursuit for business growth. <laughs> Okay, so now it's time for our Fashion 411. Okay, you guys, I read the most bizarre article ever on Guardian.com. And it said, rat droppings, human urine and arsenic, just some of the substance found in fake beauty products, which police say are putting customers' lives at risk. Makeup, perfume, electrical hairstylers and sun cream are among the counterfeit goods being highlighted by the city of london police in campaign bearing the slogan wake up don't fake up what do you guys think about that is that just not the scariest thing that ever? is just nasty <laughs> if you ask me you know what i'm saying <laughs> to put the thing is i don't know why are you gonna buy cosmetics off the street yeah and then put it on your <laughs> on face your and face. your face starts swelling and you know, you put on perfume and you get this big rash on your whole face. Like, no. And like, then you why? wonder what happened. I think it's very interesting, but strange. <laughs> very <laughs> peculiar. It's, <laughs> it's very strange. I just think that you need to be so careful on the products that you use on your face because the skin on our faces is literally so sensitive. There was um, even a story about the one woman that my mom was telling me. And she said that she had bought um, eyeshadow and her eyes just like was swollen for like a good couple of days. So she literally could not see for a couple of days. I'm sure she was very concerned. But I think that women, especially women, need to really be careful where they purchase their um, cosmetics because it, it really is. It can be dangerous. It can scar your skin forever. Not even women. Sorry, Kayla, but even men. <laughs> you know, because us men, we use product too on our yeah. faces. You know, the ones that love themselves like me. Like you. So, <laughs> so you might just be putting on an anti-scrub and all of a sudden you see your face starts falling off. <laughs> Moving on, guys. This is hilarious. This we're gonna have to have this conversation and extend it later on. But moving on to count of counterfeited fitted products, mm-hmm. I'm also just um, alarmed and amazed by the fact. I don't know if any of you have heard what's going on with Alibaba, and the fact that you've got um, Alibaba is a big um, online platform that actually sells a lot of different brands. For those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. and uh, they're now getting sued, and they're getting slapped by the Gucci's and the Louis Vuittons and a couple of other really big brands because of the fact that they have decided to sell certain products without really paying attention to is it fake, is mm-hmm. it real? And what they're doing is they're now compromising the big brands. And I, like, and I, I just realized that I look at like my wardrobe and I've realized that I stay, I've been finding myself really trying to stay away from anything called Gucci or any product called mm-hmm. Louis Vuitton because there's so many knockoffs on the streets and everywhere else that you can't, you don't even want to carry it anymore. And now you have to start looking for like a very discreet brand mm-hmm. that's not really popular and, 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 you know, and roll with it. So it's very interesting to see 
um, what Alibaba is is getting sued for, mm. and obviously because we are uh, dissecting the business behind fashion and mainly focusing today on some of the e-commerce um, strategies that we use as the fashion industry to get our staff out there. This is um, an, uh, this is a mm. I could say more like a. Um, uh, a wake up call for, for, for designers just to be able to start paying attention more as to which platforms they actually throw their brands onto. What do you guys think yeah. about, mm-hmm. about this? I, I, I just think, especially when it comes to Louis Vuitton yeah. and certain brands, if, if it's not from that particular Louis Vuitton store, like just don't buy it because Louis Vuitton and certain products, you need to have an eye for the original. You know, for I don't know the stitch because even sometimes I don't know the difference between a fake Louis Vuitton bag and and <laughs> an original. And this is the conversation we were having yesterday, Liz. Uh, uh, we know, we know the originals. Uh, I know. Um, I just want to say that um, I think that with Louis Vuitton, you cannot pay me enough to purchase Louis Vuitton. You cannot even give me one for free because, first of all, there are too many fakes. You know that if you live in Johannesburg, every street corner, there's some (laughs) guy trying to sell you some fake Louis Vuitton or something like that. And I think that it's so sad for the brand because it's a really good brand and it's been around for a very long time. And I think that it's sad that um, it's come down to this where people don't even want to be associated with certain brands because that's that's personally how I feel. (laughs) I mean, and if you think about it, I mean, a Louis Vuitton bag can cost up to 400,000 rand. And if you are driving a car that's 100,000 rand, it just it doesn't really make sense. We can kind of see a little bit <laughs> where we're going with this. But let me just quickly share this joke. So I was in Hong Kong not so long ago. And also because you know the counterfeit and the products that this lady says to me, Louis Vuitton. And I'm like, who's Louis Vuitton? She said, Louis Vuitton's brother. <laughs> I'm like, you keep Louis Vuitton. You keep Louis Vuitton. <laughs> Guys, we can go on and on about this, but it's just nice to also just um, inform our listeners and people who are, you know, in the industry who are also trying to penetrate certain e-commerce platforms to also just be very careful where you put your brand or who you let carry your brand. Um, today on the show, we'll, we'll be dissecting uh, a very important topic, again, which is around the e-commerce strategies and technology solutions for the fashion retail industry. And joining us in studio are some really special guests. We are joined by, uh, we will be joined by Sandy Hussein from Fashion Digital based in LA. We also have the SA fashion designer Pals Om in studio today with us. And we have the lovely Kotso Kopani from Digital Nation. And um, this is how we do. Kotso, welcome to the show. It's good to have you. Good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> I hope we don't my bem- voice. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> I hope we don't bamboozle because you're sitting here. You're like, wow. Okay. <laughs> I've been on radio before. I had uh, my own radio show a couple of years ago. So oh, nice. Yeah. So you, you, you're comfortable and you're relaxed. And comfortable. You're ready too much to fun. do this. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Very nice. So welcome to the show, um, Kotso. <laughs> For all of our listeners who are also wondering who you are, what you do, um, could you just share a bit about fashion, digi- sorry, about your <laughs> digital oh, <business>. nation? <laughs> Um, uh, digital nation and what you do as well. What what type of offering or what type of services you're able to um, offer different fashion brands, designers, and other people within the industry looking to get their stuff online? Yeah. Um, well, as digital nation um, under Urban Nation, uh, we offer brands, but more so people because we we just, we just want to help people because. Here's Kayla, she's got a great idea or a great business or a great fashion line, but no one knows anything about it, you know? I heard a great quote the other day, it says, you can have a great business and a, and a great idea, 
but it's like blinking in the dark. You know you're doing it, but no one else does, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what we do as an agency. So we just try to help people get their word out there, but also extend that footprint for a long time, um, but also manage it because you must still run your own business, but someone could be talking about you behind your back. So we'll be there to answer. We'll be there to reply uh, on your behalf um, at our very at a rate as well. Sorry, is that the <laughs> is that digital nation? Is that the stuff you do? You know, with building websites and other things. Is, is that? Yeah, it's websites, it's design, social media, uh, branding, your footprint basically online. When someone goes and googles Kayla Fashion or More Week Cool Hairstyle, I like your hair. You know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. And what? it's actually down today. I'm so sorry. Oh, is it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You're disappointing our guests. Um, you know what I mean. <laughs> Um, but basically, what do people find when someone Googles you? Because that's the first thing someone will do when someone hears about you, you know? So we kind of manage your reputation at, at that level, but also how can you extend it further than that? Hmm. I am, <clears throat> based on the services that you provide, I know that um, on your Digital Nation website, there are hmm. many different services that you provide. What services can you offer to a fashion designer, per se, who is looking to grow their business? First of all, an identity, okay. you know, because... You know I'm Khoto, but then the first thing you look at me, you have also like a perception that you have in mind. Mm. So how can we create that? Like what does it mean to you? But more though, we actually take it further and ask you why in the world do you exist? Mm. Because if you can figure out why, then we can work out the how, when, when, and how much, you know? So that's where we start and so where we take it from there. From from a fashion point of view, uh, what do you have? What have you done before? Um, have you done stuff for free? Do people know about you? Mm. How can people actually get to know about you at all? And where can we take it from here? And where do you want to go? Three years, five years? Do you want to be Louis Vuitton, you know, self, mm. self for 400,000 rand? Or do you want to be like a little boutique, you know, in Rosebank or something where people come to you and buy from you and relationship, et cetera, et cetera? So essentially, you guys help um, people build their brands? 100%. Okay. Also, uh, you know, I'm just listening to you and I find it so interesting what you're saying. But with technology always changing and everything is happening so fast, you know, we wake up and then something brand new is, mm-hmm. is happening. Um, keeping up, just keeping up, you know, with the technology on basis. Um, how do you keep, how do you manage, sorry, or keep up with fast changing technology without compromising your client's deal and pressure on the online space? Um, it's a very good question because... Technology changes every three months. Yeah. Mm. So three months, you're already late. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. <laughs> so, but what's very important is that for you to stay true to who you are, because there's so many influences. I mean, there's Pinterest, you know, for fashion. There's Twitter, what so on and so forth. But I learned from a previous boss of mine few years ago. He didn't like social media whatsoever because that's what he wanted to portray for himself. You know, doesn't want to be influenced by the outer space. He does know his core and wants to stick with it. So. With technology changing, take advantage of what you can and as much as you can, but don't forget why you're here and what you're doing. And yeah, but but also have a chat with agencies, have a chat with other guys. Say, hey guys, what can I take advantage of to get on the blogging space? Or who do you know? There's a video videographer I can take some videos for my events, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So keep talking, but stay true to who you are. Yeah. Just to add on that. With what Morwick is saying is obviously um, Kutso here has also worked on my brand um, on my website. And one of the things also Kutso is, and we made a joke about it, is, and I'm sure a lot of people experience it, because of the fast moving um, change within the tech space, um, what happens is like you create a shopping cart for me. Three months or four months later, there's a nice freebie 
on something else which has even more value is e- easy to manage is easy to um to work in from the back end just uh, the, how do you how do you cope with that you know because obviously Sometimes I can believe that you have different types of deals with your clients. You may be on a year deal where you've got a nice thing and they just feel like four months later they're ready to go to something else because um, it's easier to manage and stuff. How do you keep up without compromising the client, um, the client's um, deal with you and without, mm. how do you keep up with that? What, how do you, what do you do? And obviously the, the websites that are coming up like Wix and all the other free sites mm. Mm. are definitely a very big competition for you. And people are starting to realize that you no longer need the codes and the HTML codes and all of the hardest stuff to work from the back end. Mm. How are you managing that? Um, it's a very good question because even us as agencies, we don't go hardcore anymore unless you really have to. So with things like your Wix, et cetera, et cetera, the great thing is that, yes, you can manage yourself, but what about your business? Mm-hmm. You know, Now you're not doing your sales. Now you're not seeing your clients. Now you're not going to showrooms. Now you're not going to so on and so forth. That's where we come in, you know, to mm-hmm. take that weight off. But even just to take the weight off, we sit with you and try to understand you as who you are, as Liz, as Kayla, as Morwick, but who you are about yourself and your business, and we'll talk for you on your behalf, and we'll do your design and your branding on your behalf. So... So they're all great, but you use you lose the human element mm. of, you know, you doing your business and then someone managing it for you. So yeah, I, I just want to ask, um, with the turnaround time, how quick are you guys? For example, because as Liza said, you know, there's all these free stuff and the codes and all that confusing stuff that we don't know that you technology guys mm, know. Mm, mm. But for example, if I need something changed like now. Will my consultant be ready for me now and not wait and two days, two days or a week? And I'll be like, hot so I'm, 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 I'm still waiting. For, I'm still waiting for my stuff. What is going on? How, how fast are you guys on turnaround time? We, we like using quick platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, things like WordPress and other CMS where it's quick and easy to update information. With the previous technology, it was just so hard just to get in and I just want to change hello to goodbye, you know? So with the platforms that we have now, they can work on your smartphone, your iPhone, or Apple as well. It's quick just to turn around something. There's stuff that I've done within five minutes and I've charged for, to be honest, you know? Yeah. So we're very quick when it comes to update and technology and things like that. So just to make it easy for you, um, but also to make it easier for us because we also have other projects and other businesses to run. Yeah. So, so. what you're saying, I'm not, <laughs> so what you're saying, I'm not the only one. <laughs> I won't lie to you. <laughs> Um, I think that um, everyone has become so smartphone savvy mm. lately. I mean, most people don't even sit in front of a laptop anymore. They just do everything from emails to everything on their on their cell phones. Mm. And I see that on your website, you guys um, uh, have mobile development. Can you just share a little bit more on what you guys do in the smartphone sense of things? Because that's kind of the way that everyone is going right now. Yeah. Um, it is a kind of way to go. I'll put it in red to mm-hmm. comments, but I go back to the why. Because you can have the same experience, but on a mobile site, but not a mobile app, mm-hmm. you know? But now with the app, you have to pull for Android, you have to pull for Nokia, you have mm. to pull for Blackberry, you pull yeah. for iOS, you know? Yeah. That's, if you can imagine that that's 150,000 rand times four. So that's a lot of money, mm. you know? Wow. So going back to why you want to go on a mobile experience, can we find another way to go on a mobile strategy? Mm. Can you achieve that? And then if you want to go further, fine, cool, let's talk on an Android um Kind of strategy, or you want to target all your or your iPhone people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, but yeah, always stick to your core. Why you want to do business? 
make it easy for people to get a hold of you, mm-hmm. get in touch with you. Especially in your industry, it's, you guys are in a retail space. You know, you yes. guys are about selling and buying. Yes. So now, yeah, I'm, I'm on I'm on Moorweek.com, but I can't buy your shirt. Yes. You know, because I'm a Nokia, but I got the money. Yes. You know. So what do you do? So always stick close to your targets and your reason for existence. I'd say. Hmm. It's interesting. Very interesting. Um, l- n- let me ask you, Kotso, um, for a fashion designer who has no, first of all, I don't know if there's any fashion designers who don't have websites right now, but I think there's that, lots. There's but lots. seriously, uh, how yeah. do, how, okay, that's, that's, I don't want to bash anyone, but I think that that's, don't bash that's, me, that's an online, that is an online business card. It's like walking around in business meeting, meetings without a business card. Mm-hmm. So I think that that sh- surely for fashion designers, who are tuned in today? Surely, a website is 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 mandatory. It's not even a question. I've seen people who have like a lot of social media bars, but they don't really have, you know, their web their business card on whatever www whatever you know. So I'm just saying between. I mean, with the, now we are talking 2015. Um, I know that websites have been around for so long and uh, I know that long time I mean things are changing now people I don't know this is why I'm asking so what is the most important thing for a fashion designer according to you mm. based on the fact that you work in that space what are the key things is it an app that a fashion designer needs to have is it is it still a website or is it a website and an app and a shopping cart like what would you say are your top three top two just show me like mm. an order of what priority is for a fashion designer who also obviously is in business, is, is trying to sell their stuff online mm. and is trying to have a presence as well. Top, 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 I'd say have an identity. Um, I like Tom Ford. He's just a cool guy and just works hard. Mm. But I like his identity. It's clean. Mm. It's easy to read and it's easy to place everywhere. So always have an identity that is like that's that has longevity for one. That's mm. my number one. Number two... You must have a website, as you said earlier on. It's a fact, you know. But going further, step 2.5, I'd say Google has a new rule that every website now must be responsive. Mm. So you don't have to build a website for PC and build a separate website for mobile. For mobile, Now build a website that can just move around within mm. the smart device, you know. So now it's an actual Google rule that if you want to have great um, SEO, you know. Mm. So... That's number three. And then four comes everything else, your pull-up banners and your T-shirts and business cards, et cetera, et cetera. So those would be my top three. So because if, if someone wants to get a hold of you, where's the first place they're going to look, you know? They're going to Google you. They're going to Google you, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I don't know how many times you guys have Googled your friends, but, you know, that, <laughs> <laughs> that counts. You're like, oh, you know? Mm. Um, in HR, now people are teaching the HR students on actually Googling their candidates, yes. you know? Mm. Yeah. So, and it's a fact, like you can't run away from it. That's so I, I remember when I changed positions because I started as graphic design and then I moved my way up, but I had to clean out all of my stuff, mm. you know, Very and true. delete some people, remove that post with that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> from that party last night, from that party a couple of years ago, Kayla, no, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this is Kotso Kopani from Digital Nation And we are speaking about e-commerce And how we can elevate ourselves in that way And those platforms um, If you want to join into our conversations Our number lines are open We are on 0861 You can tweet us at cliffcentral.com um, You can also log on to fashionlab, fashionlabafrica.com Later on to uh, 
continue the conversations, but this is uh, the Fashion Lab holding it down right here on Cliff Central. Uncensored We're back here in the fabulous fashion lab With my amazing team The energy's pumped up We're looking all amazing No one has said anything about my hair That's been down today <laughs> But it's okay <laughs> I mean, I still look good, but, but it's okay. If you have just joined us, you listening to Fashion Lab, we're right here on Cliff Central. We're on every Wednesday from 1 a.m. to 2 p.m. 1 p.m. Uh, 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Liz. Thank you. And from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m., I'm joined in studio by my fabulous co-host, Liz Ogumum, and our resident trend analyst, Kayla Stamble. Yes. Um, you are listening to Cliff Central to Fashion Lab on Cliff Central. I'm getting over myself. I'm getting so excited. <laughs> okay, so we are now joined in studio by Paledi Sekapo, and he is an amazing, amazing designer, South African designer. He's showed at SA Fashion Week. He's showed in London, in Paris, in Swaziland, many African countries. We are so happy to have you in in studio with us today, Paledi. So tell us. Um, it's Switzerland, not Swaziland. Swaziland. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Wow, that's a nice one. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, can you just share with us um, who you are and a little bit more about your brand aesthetic? Um, yeah, you said it all already. <laughs> um, I'm actually from a corporate background, but it was in 29 after I got my MBA. I decided, okay, this is not for me. I need to become an entrepreneur and perhaps pursue what you so-call a dream, mm-hmm. which has always been being in the art world or rather um, the fashion world. And... Um, yeah, it was basically after I got my dissertation because my dissertation was based on the South African fashion growth strategies that inspired me to establish my brand. And what my aesthetic is right now, it's very dynamic. Anything goes. It depends what's in and what's out. Because you know why? Fashion, in as much we all love it, because if you didn't, if you didn't love it, you'd all be naked, so mm-hmm. to speak. Very it true. is very dangerous to have a very static way of thinking and a very um, rigid way of doing things. So fashion evolves and one has got to be able to adapt like a frog. It's <laughs> metamorphosis. From a tadpole, you take a leap every now and then, a leap every now and then. I think it's so interesting that you said that because the world is constantly changing. Every single day we wake up, something different is happening and we need to sort of keep up. So I completely agree with what um, you said about your aesthetic. It needs to evolve. It needs to change or else you'll get left behind the pack. Interesting stuff. And uh, tell us, what are you doing to um, make your brand visible from an e-commerce perspective? Well, from an e-commerce perspective, um, we currently, if you look at my website at the moment, um, it just has a landing page because we're looking at incorporating the whole online purchasing because mm-hmm. that's the strategy that I want to embark on now. Because like I said, I'm from a corporate background. I was a mm-hmm. business consultant within an IT industry. So wow. I've always... Don't want to actually. I don't want to neglect that side of me of being um, an IT person, and that's precisely what you're looking at. And hence, my website at the moment is not working. But um, because I've got a store that really doesn't worry me a lot, and I've got my soldiers that are very active on social media, pushing and ensuring that our brand footprint stays um, visible. 
So it's a matter of time we'll do a big announcement and say, Whoa, wow, there's now the big internet the and I can purchase online. Okay. But the other thing that we're also looking at, one of the strategies we're looking at embarking on is to open up another store, however, create an emporium of some sort. Because the thing is, not every designer can afford to be in retail space, mm-hmm. let alone afford to have a store. I'm one of the fortunate ones. Mm-hmm. Very true. And what we're looking at um, doing with my potential business partner is basically, you know, put in a bit of what we have from our cash flow and create a space where all the designers can come bring in the stuff and hopefully sell the diffusion. I don't want them to bring stuff that is high end, so but it must be stuff that is a diffusion range, which means it's accessible, mm. it is affordable. And it's good to go. It's very quick to go. Uh, we don't want like evening frocks and all that. So again, that's one of uh, the big strategies we're currently working on. It's great stuff. Very great true. stuff. Paletta, you know what? The, the, something that I find very interesting and something that I've picked up a lot is that a lot of people that hasn't gone to formal fashion school are the ones really who understand the dynamic and um, the business behind um, fashion. So that is something that I'm always preaching and I'm always letting people know is it's it's not about going to fashion school and knowing how to sketch and knowing how to sew mm-hmm. that makes you a fashion designer. Mm-hmm. It's about understanding the basic elements of business mm-hmm. and with yourself holding an MBA and I hold an MBA too. Thank you. <laughs> Mo <laughs> is always out here selling himself too. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Valeri. Thank you. So I think it, 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 it's a very interesting point because um, one time when I spoke to um, Craig Jacob, Jacobs as well. Um, he also didn't study. He comes from a journalism, yes. but also just understanding the fundamentals and the basics of business and then incorporating it into the fashion. And I think that's why you have become one of South Africa's successful designers. It's not yet. It's an uphill. No, but I, I, I think you, you really, um, mm. you, you're really successful because th- there's different elements that I look at that I can see. Okay. Okay, he's he's a designer because I was just telling um, the ladies yesterday in our meeting is that one is becoming so tired of runway designers. I call them runway designers because they just make clothing sample <laughs> ranges. Runway. But <laughs> when you ask them, where can I get you? Where's your store? Where is this? There's absolutely nothing. Yeah, but you, you know, there's something that attributes to to that fact and that notion that we just elicited, and I will tell you why. <laughs> South African, particularly the entrepreneurs in this country, they still do not regard the business of fashion as business or as a as a formal entity or sector, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And what people do, they they look at the whole fashion industry as like an expensive hobby, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. It's all about the ooh people come to the fashion shows and all that. The glitz and, and the glam. Absolutely. And yeah. that has an adverse impact on the designers themselves. And mm-hmm. why I'm saying that, what people forget is designers need to raise money to showcase mm-hmm. and they incur enormous, enormous um, overheads and, and, and what I would like to call sunk cost and, and, mm-hmm. and, and opportunities of generating more revenue and as a result being a designer in a say it's so suicidal in the sense that you could end up living and working dying for the arts because mm. you make this expensive collection which is, which might be a hit but you're not going to realize any profit margins in the immediate term yeah and as a result what does that leave you six months later you need to showcase again in order exactly to stay relevant. exactly so the, the brand is not only pervasive but it's out there so that people know about this existence and as you can see we we're literally stuck in this whirlwind of 
how do you get out of there? Yes. The only way to get out of there is basically to have people injecting money. And you look at the big brands, the Mark Jacobs, mm-hmm. which is owned by LVMH. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, LVMH owns almost 90% of all the brands that we have in the world. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the DKNYs and all that. You remember when I used to lecture you, these are the things that I used to say. Yes. And as a result, it, it's, it, it's very cumbersome and I would like to call it financial suicide for a designer mm-hmm. to be in this industry. Very true. I've very never true. been encouraged. Mm-hmm. Young designers to start their brands immediately. I always tell them, go work at Burberry, go mm-hmm. work at Very whatever true. retail space, go Very make true. money because mm-hmm. you're not guaranteed that you'll have someone with a financial muscle that will want to inject money into your business in this country. And it brings us to what you've just said yes. and it's excellently put. We have a lot of the so-called, what do you call them? Runaway what? Designers? Runaway <laughs> designers. Runaway designers. <laughs> and it's a sad thing. It's a sad mm-hmm. thing. I think, it, it's I a catch 22. I think not just only. I don't. I think not just only for fashion. I think as arts, um, we must learn to do stuff for free just to get in trouble Burberry. You know, um, I've got a friend of mine. Um, I love him so much, but when he wanted a job at Wimpy and they didn't want to take him, he said, "I'll wake up every day at seven o'clock. You'll find me here flipping burgers." You know, until they took him. So I think as an arts as well, because also start as a graphic designer, it's very hard. It's mm. and like. Can imagine how much a logo costs, you know, it doesn't really sustain you much. But the financial injection helps, but you must also just kind of be hungry, just keep pushing, be relevant, and people will follow you and just finally say, What I like what you're doing, come in, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's tough, but you gotta do it. You gotta be hungry. You gentlemen are so profound, so much <laughs> wisdom, so much <laughs> knowledge that you're giving our, lis- um, our listeners. Um, Paladin, um, with you being where you are right now and your brand, are you looking into extending um, Pulse Home into the rest of Africa? And also because I know you, you are more of a men's designer. Uh, men's wear and, and now like, yes yeah, yeah. and now you're going into female mm-hmm. and how how do you how, how are you going to go about penetrating yeah. the african market you know there's a very good um advice i once learned from my professor and i see my dissertation is change is good diversifying is good penetration or trying to penetrate different markets is absolutely profound however yeah. Those kind of decisions and the change must be gradual. Because mm-hmm. if you do it very quick, think of a frog. If you put it in boiling water, what's going to happen? Disaster's just going to jump out. But exactly. if you bring it gradually to boil, eventually, yeah, you'd be very surprised and think, oh, geez, what's happening? It's getting a little bit warmer here. Yeah. And this is dead. So there is absolutely no way I'll go and showcase in New York. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or show, or go and establish my brand in any other, um, African countries at the moment. The reason being, it is not the right time. Is mm. it? Yes. Yeah. I feel, the fact that my brand hasn't gone national yet, why do I go international? Mm. For me to be absolutely fabulous, if I could have my store not only in Jobet but in Cape Town mm-hmm. and another um, branch perhaps in Devon, etc. Once I've reached that milestone, then I think I'm, I've, my, my wings would be very strong for me to fly wow. slightly yeah. higher. Wow. And for me, that means gradual growth. Mm. You know, I don't want to find myself in a situation that I might not be able to overcome because I'm unable to sustain myself. Yeah. But for other people, if that business model works for them, well, <laughs> good luck and good for them. <laughs> but lady, you, I think sometimes I speak to just the right people because everyone is running 
to go and do big shows in New York City and in Paris. And, mm. and first of all, they don't know the amount of work and preparation that goes in. Yeah. Before mm. you leave South Africa, you need to make appointments with buyers. You need to have about exactly. four or five packet sample ranges. And There's so much that has to go in. So you cannot just rock up there and then expect to find a full show and buyers are waiting for you. you. Know it There's a lot of work. Mm. Yeah, and just to school, um, the, the guys are not familiar with this. If you go to any of the international big four, Milan, London, Paris and was the other one? I forgot. New York. New York. Yeah, New York, indeed. Mm-hmm. You basically bring just your box of cash there. It's not like you had SF Fashion Week or Mercedes Benz Fashion Week. Meaning there, you need to get an agent that's mm-hmm. going to sell your clothes. Yeah. You need to get a publicist. You need to go to ensure that there's bounce on the seats. Somebody's going to invite all the people. Mm. And in addition to that, you pay the models out of your own pocket. Yes. You basically care all the individual overheads. Mm. Yes. In comparison to here where yes. you pay an, an X amount and you know everything is taken care of. The only thing you need to do is to ensure that you deliver your collection. Mm. Plus, you also um, ensure that you get your shoes and have an after party or stuff like that. But overseas, they're totally different ball game altogether and we're talking about millions if not just over a million mm. and how many designs in SA right now can afford to do that exactly. exactly and what people also forget is South Africa we have a problem of uh, we have a textile problem mm-hmm. mm. yeah how many designers end up with the same fabrics on runway? Very I've true. Yeah. A victim of that. We have been a victim too. <laughs> Absolutely. And you look at the Louis, the, the Louis Vuittons, the, the Gucci, Isan Khan. These guys, they manufacture their own fabric, yeah. their collection. Yeah. There is no way you'll see Prada versus Miu Miu in the same fabric. There's no Absolutely. way. No, so no, no absolutely. We, yeah. when I, whenever I say this to people, I think I used to say this a lot and they used to get upset at me when I used to lecture <laughs> them. Whenever I tell them that we are very behind in SA, mm. very, yeah. very, we're not even halfway there and it's going to take us a long, long time, but it's never too late. We have got to start somewhere. Mm. But I want to, I want to ask you, Liz, you know, with you that has been showcasing around the world and because just that we're on the topic, I mean, I know you have spent millions you know, and I'm literally saying millions going on your own to New York and, and showcasing. Can you, I don't know, elaborate on just that experience? Because I think it's also a very important element for people to look at instead of going and doing these big shows, e-commerce is the way to go. Online shopping is the way to go. It might, it might not be as big as it is in the USA mm-hmm. or other parts of the world. But I mean, we're getting there slowly and by, by you going e-commerce is you can start educating your own clientele because each of us have our own specific clientele. Liz, mm. I mean. And I, I listen, I'm really excited about Paledi in studio today because he's really speaking it as it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, as a designer as well, myself, who's, tried to do everything. I mean, I try. And my thing is I'm very hard-headed. So I try, and if I fall on my back, I say, you know what? That's on the side. Next thing. So one of the things I'll say is, even though, yes, I have spent every single dime from my pocket, I never got funding, I never get anything, but I set up my mind and I say, is New York a platform? Is there a platform for me there? Let me try it out. Is there a platform in London? Is there a platform where? And I do try them out. It's just that it's funny that I actually have the few buyers I have who buy my stuff, like in Germany or in other places or New York, I, I didn't even see my shows. I've, I've literally, I spent a lot of money, mm-hmm. went to these places, showcased and came back high and dry. So the only thing I got is PR. And obviously I also say sometimes 
you don't have to feel so sorry mm. and feel so sad. You can still leverage on the PR and try to take it to a different direction, but you gotta wake, you gotta run and then when you fall, you gotta get up. So dust yourself off and keep running. So there's people who don't have to go through that process because obviously there's so many of us who've had different experiences who can be able to say to the um, other designers who haven't really left that, listen, there's other ways of doing this. There's definitely fashion weeks. I would say to people, don't ever go to that fashion I know week. Those Do you know them? Should I say, should I give one? <laughs> Let's Sorry. have that discussion over tea. Over, yes. over tea. Yes. <laughs> okay. We'll leave that. We want to be positive on this show, but truly I think that it's about, it's about trying and, um, also just kind of, um, keeping your mind open, keeping your options open and obviously learning. I mean, if it doesn't work, you need to go to the next step. But what's the point of going when you've been told by 10 other designers that look, don't go there and you still go and you still come back burnt. So I think um, the online space is a very, very crucial space. And, mm-hmm. and that's my still my two cents to, to people who are coming up in the industry. Established or emerging, it doesn't matter. You need to set up an online space. You need to be able to trade. I think social media is also playing a role. Mm-hmm. Even if very you don't have true. a website and you have your activity on social mm-hmm. media, people get to feel you. And like Kayla was saying, is she's got a blog now where by the time she's got a lot of followers on Instagram and she says by the time she's ready to now set that set a little online space yeah. she already has a following so yes. you, mm. so there's different ways um of how to do it but mm. Paledi and Morwick I have definitely gone all over and now I'm sitting here <laughs> so can I just give a word of advice yeah um, please I find a lot of designers don't know these things you know um there's a lot of um Incubators um, b- run by government out there that young designers can access. So even actually anyone that's an entrepreneur, mm. for instance, if you're an up and coming designer, you don't have a website, you you're not accessible um, online, or you don't have a digital footprint, you can go to GEP. Yes, they will I, help I you to them. register your business. They will help you set up your your own um, website, and they will give you all the marketing tools that are mandatory that one requires. So people shouldn't really be slitting their wrist and you know be on the verge of dying committing suicide or something because these things are already available out there you know I mean JP is one of the people that well one of the entities that has helped my mm. brain to mm. it is including going overseas and all that so if you're a young designer or a young entrepreneur just approach Gauteng Enterprise Propeller and they will give you all the marketing tools and it's actually the nice thing is or the advantage is this is a grant yes. mm. what happens is you only pay 20% of their all overheads and they incur the remaining 80% so wow. If you're a designer, you don't have a website today, then you've got yourself to blame should you know this information. Lydia, I love that she said that because I think that there are so many different channels. There are so much fun that we can access as designers, not even only as designers, but as business people. And so many people don't know about it. They just start a business, run with it. You can't be HR and marketing and this yeah, and no, this. And that, yes, yeah. you used to say that a lot. And for those of you who don't know, Paletti actually used to be my lecturer. Um, Everyone that comes so, here was your yeah. lecturer. <laughs> <laughs> in Opening business. In business. So there was so many things. Like these things that we're talking about right now, I've heard it before. Like yeah. I've heard him literally lecturing us um, about it before. And you look, the incubators are there to help us. And so many people don't know about it. That's my main, my main um, point, because like I said, you cannot be everything in business as a creative. Yes, you need to know about the business, but you need to focus on the creativity of your brand as well. You just, you can't do it um, on your own. You cannot do it on your own. You know, the other thing yesterday, I was talking to my assistants at my store. They're also designers. I used to lecture them as well. And I said to them, look, the reason you're here is for you to be emancipated so that you walk away here with a lot of knowledge and to be required. So you've acquired all this business best practice. And I said to them, what I want you guys to do 
form a partnership and start your own label next year and you start um, entering this um, young talent competitions at Fashion Week. Because two things, I don't want to retain people that are creative because they're going to feel bored and demotivated. Mm-hmm. And second, it's very good to also, uh, rather excellent to inspire other people so that when they leave where they are, they feel that not only they've gained something, but they're also able to establish themselves. Mm-hmm. And I said to them, two heads are better than one, you know. Instead of them separately trying to establish their own thing, why don't they just merge? I love, mm. I this, love that. This, this label, because now they're going to reduce the potential overheads. Do you understand what I'm saying? Very Instead of just doing solo. And there's an African proverb that I love that says, if you want to go far, yes, yeah, do it in groups. But Very if you want true. to get somewhere quick, do it alone. Wow. Wow. But you'll do it alone, then what's going to happen? It's yeah. like that speed of inner. <laughs> wow. Two seconds later, it's all like dead and flat, you know. But, wow. And wow. they cried. I said to them, well, do that next year, you know. Mm. I would support you as much as I can, but don't go solo. Do it as a collective. It's, it's very... Is, mm, yeah. mm, but, sorry. Um, but sorry, <laughs> just to <laughs> add the last bit. I love this. Everyone wants yes. to yes. just come in. I yes. love it. Yes. Yeah, I'm learning so much as well. But um, but also, just, just remember to be innovative as well, because... Mm. There are incubators, but they might give you a template, you know, mm. and there's other people that might give you just those structures, but those are just foundation, mm. you know. Mm. Um, we did an e-commerce website like three, four years ago where the client didn't want people buying online, but he wanted them to order online, send them a PDF that way and that way, but then people come collect at the store because he wants people to experience his store as well, wow. you know. Mm. So, nice. Because nice. now buying online, it's a digital relationship. Yes. Yes. But now if you have to come to my store, on the main road, you know, they're on business or whatever. I can give you like a little package, you know, Mm. your call, your favorite coffee is already ready for you, you know, so there's a whole thing to it, you know, more than just buying an item online. So remember to take what you have, but just be innovative and be creative. Um, think further, um, like you were saying, like as a partner, just go further as a group rather than just one person. Koto, we need to chat, you know, because Liz, Liz is gonna, Liz has been, you know, hammering me and we need to chat because I think it's time that I slowly, because my thing is people don't understand. I am a fashion designer, but as Paleto was saying, it doesn't mean you're a fashion designer. You need to show people right now, you know, mm. where's your label and where's your clothing. But, um, Koto, where can people find you? How can we get hold of you for all our designers and mm. people listening? Please, this man is here. Websites, apps, you name it. He is the guy. Khoto. Uh, you can uh, contact us on 0861 Nation or www.digitalnation.coza. Um, if you want to call me personally, anytime before six. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> He's not joking. Anytime. <laughs> it's uh, 073-332-7594. Thank you so much. Thank you. We really appreciate that you could come in. And, you know, just share what you have shared with us. And thank you so much, Miss Keller. Yes. And, um, Paletti, for people who want to get in touch with you as well, where can we reach? I know that you're available on all social media platforms. <laughs> so if you can just give us all your handles. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, our Twitter and Instagram handles are the same at pulse underscore SA. Pulse is P-A-L-S-E. Actually, that's my surname. My name is surname, not pulse P-U. And on Facebook, we just Pulse and our website, www.pulse.co.za. Our store line, it is 011-079-3666. Don't call us next week. We'll be in Ghana. This guy is so humble. He is so humble. I'm sorry. 
He is so <laughs> Thank you very much. I think it's been amazing having you guys. As you heard it all, for those of our listeners who are listening, we've been dis- dissecting a very important topic um, around e-commerce strategies and technology solutions for the fashion retail industry. And before we go, um, we want to have uh, some little fun. It's a last-minute, little two, three-minute fun with our guests in studio today. We normally have this segment, the last segment of our show, called Who Would You Like to Dress? So who would you like to dress? Could be neg- it could be someone who just can't do it, or someone who can just like do it so nice, but you want to maybe take over and bring in a different element. All of us are creatives in the room now, so I think um, we're going to start from Kayla, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just going to give us a bit of who would you want to dress. You'll tell us who you want to dress and why, and mm-hmm. we'll just run around and um, have some fun and make it a bit light before we. Okay, so for this week, my choice is Taylor Swift because. I mean, if you just watch the Billboard Awards um, this past weekend, she just took home every single thing. I'm not sure why spring anyone cleaned. else. Yeah, she literally <laughs> spring cleaned the Billboard Awards. I think that she's so amazing. I think that her style, I love the way her style has evolved. She's become, she's still very sophisticated, but she adds a, more of an element of sexiness to it. And I think that she'd just be someone, not that she dresses badly, but it's just someone that I would actually use as a muse that I think that I would want to dress. I want to get my hands on Taylor Swift. She's just the hardest thing in the world right now <laughs> okay <laughs> great stuff Kotsu uh, who would you want to dress do you want to give you another minute or are you ready <laughs> thinking quickly no we'll um, who would I like to dress um, I've got two I, I know someone who I'd like to dress and someone who I'd like to dress like um, who I'd like to dress I don't know like on comedy shows he's my favorite guy but Trevor Noah doesn't look good on his stand up you know uh like he just wears like a blue t-shirt and some artsy <laughs> jeans, like guy, you know. <laughs> so for me, he's not cool. He's representing South Africa, you know. So, um, but who I'd like to dress like? There's there's lots. Uh, there's Tom Ford. We just Asha. want. We oh, just sorry. want. We just need the one. Hassan, time up. <laughs> Paletti. Um, internationally, that should be Kanye West because I believe he's not intimidated by fashion. Yeah. Like, we all know that. Fashion sometimes makes people feel very nervous. Especially men. Kanye, especially mm, men. Yeah. yeah. And I found with Kanye, he, he's a groundbreaker. You always try trends before everybody even envisages mm. if they're going to be a hit. And that, I give it to him. And yeah, I would like to pulse him up one day. Yeah. And locally, I would like to dress our head of state, Mr. President. I think it's about time they start wearing probably South African. Don't you agree? Yes, absolutely. My person um, today is Russell Simmons. Um, I mean, I, I love him, you know, just the way he carries himself. And when I'm done with him, he'll also look at himself in the mirror and be like, wow, Mo, I've, I've hired you. So that's my person <laughs> for this week. Liz? Wow. International Women's Forum is coming up here in Johannesburg. And um, obviously, there's a lot of very powerful women coming in. Um, and I'm thinking ex-Malawian President Joyce Banda is who I would want to dress. I was looking at the lineup and looking at all of these strong women. She's such a strong woman. She's such a strong leader. Um but I just feel like it's time for a new look, perhaps. So I would want to take her on, not because she doesn't dress well, but I just feel like sh- she's dressed literally the same. I feel like the only thing that changes is the prints on her on her thing. So I would like to dress Joyce Banda and give her a different twist and bring some sass and some strength from you know inner yes, that inner strength and and that sass back into her wardrobe. Well, 
I, I, I just think sometimes people get so busy in their daily lives and a lot of stuff happen and they let themselves go. But please don't let yourself go. Look good every single day because you just don't know which opportunity is gonna repre is gonna present itself. But this has been an amazing you show. Know what Sorry, say. yes, yes. Bad manners not to look good. Yes. yes. Consider bad man. Very true. Very true. Um, to all yeah. our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. It's always an absolute pleasure um, having you and listening. Um, for you guys out there listening to the show This has been an absolutely phenomenal show The lovely Liz um, Ogumum, Kayla Stample Any parting words before we go? Um, just something that we didn't touch on um, Paletti will be showing in Ghana At Mercedes Benz Fashion Week next week Which is very exciting So just follow him on social media to get updated with that And then Thursday as well At yeah, um, tomorrow Sana yes. Tomorrow evening What time will that be? At 6.30 At Sana at the Mzulek is it? You guys should come yeah. And I know Liz, Liz as yeah. well is also Tom doing that So just uh, to give you a little heads up on what everyone will, we will be doing. definitely be supporting. Yes. Lizzie? Fabulous. This is the fabulous Fashion Love Squad <laughs> right here on <laughs> Clip Central. We're holding it down as usual every Wednesday between 1 and 2 p.m. And this, uh, my last parting shot, I think, is every day is an opportunity to wear, you know, to make, to be the difference, to do something. So every day you can be able to make your mark. And I think that this is why we have that little last segment to just make jokes and make fun. But every day is an opportunity to make your mark, so wear it. This, this is, is the Fashion Lab. Have a fantastic day, everyone. Ciao, ciao, Thank and ciao. goodbye. Bye.